Welcome to the podcast of Destiny Community Church. Man, are you in for a treat today? I want you to just turn to the person next to you and say, you're going to be glad that you came today. Tell them, say, you're going to be glad. You're going to be glad that you came here today because this, this is big. This is huge. And um, it, just to kind of show you that, that how God operates and, and kind of messes with our plans, um, we were wanting to start a, a series today. And we're actually going to start a new series next Sunday called Lost and Found. And, but God just had other plans for us, and all of that will start to make sense as this goes on. But let me, let me tell you about a conversation that took place last year. Last year, Pastor Andrew came to me, and he said, I've been invited to serve on the board of directors for CIRA, which is the Pregnancy Crisis Center in Gainesville. They had renamed it, rebranded it um, as CIRA. And he, he told me about this opportunity that he had to serve there on the board of directors. And I knew at that moment this was a God thing and that w- we, we were going to be changed by this. And so we were asked to sponsor a table at their annual fundraising banquet. And I, I went and I, I took my checkbook with me because I knew God was already doing something in me. And I'll share that with you later. Um, but... I just was so blown away at this banquet by a testimony. And so here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to invite Pastor Andrew to come up, and he's going to share a few things with you, and then he is going to introduce our guest today. Would you make Pastor Andrew feel welcome? So as Pastor Rocky said, I've had the privilege of serving on the board of directors for uh, Sierra Pregnancy Center uh, for almost a year now, and it's a, it's a huge honor for me. Um, I, I have some experience in the pregnancy center world. In fact, before we moved to Alachua County uh, 11 years ago now, uh, Deanna and I both actually worked for a pregnancy center in Pinellas County uh, in the uh, prevention services department, which uh, we, we were in a department where we would go into middle schools and high schools and after school clubs and talk about the benefits of abstinence. And so we are very, very familiar with the workings of a, a pregnancy center. And so when I was invited to serve on this board, I was extremely excited to, uh, to get to, to be a part of that again and, and to be involved in that way and that capacity. And so I'm going to try my best to, to kind of introduce you, if you're not familiar with CIRA, uh, over the next few minutes about maybe some of the things that they do, why they exist. Uh, their director, Kathy Grotto, would have loved to have been here today. Um, she just had uh, an- another grandbaby, and so she's out of state uh, with her family uh, this morning. And so um, I'm kind of of speaking on her behalf, but um, if you're unfamiliar, if you don't know anything about CIRA, it has had a few name changes over the years, and so you may have known it as Women's Resource Center or maybe some of the other names that it had, but it's been around since 1974, and that date is significant because if you know anything about uh, the, the court case Roe versus Wade, which legalized abortion in the United States of America, that uh, ruling was passed down in 1973, and so the year after that, there were just some women in Gainesville that were passionate about life, and they wanted wanted to meet with women and counsel women and try to share God's love and God's truth with women before they made a, a, de- a decision for abortion. And so it's been around uh, all of these years. And like I said, it's been rebranded and uh, the mission stays absolutely the same though. And it's to uh, be a, a light in the darkness. Um, the statistics tell us that in Gainesville, uh, in the surrounding areas of Gainesville in 2017 is the most recent data that we have, but there were 1,500 abortions 
abortions just in that one year. That's about four abortions per day right here where we live. Uh, so many times it's a political issue or it's just an agenda item for us, but this is real and this is uh, right where we live and, and Sira is, is there to do something about it. Um, Sira cares so much about family. Uh, they're really not just one thing. They really care about and try to support and, uh, and encourage family, which is close to God's heart. And so I believe that Sierra is close to God's heart as well. Um, their primary objective is to um, be a place where women who are um, in the middle of an unplanned pregnancy can go to find some practical support and counseling and things like that. So they offer free pregnancy tests um, to any, any woman that walks in the door. They offer free pregnancy tests. They offer free ultrasounds as well. So they have nurses on staff that are trained and licensed to do ultrasounds, which is incredible because the, uh, the psychological science behind a, a, a woman who is, uh, in a, in a, has an unplanned pregnancy and trying to make a decision uh, for you know, the life of this baby to see a picture on a screen of this human life and hear that heartbeat for the first time uh, is pretty monumental in, in a woman's life. And so they have got that service that they offer completely for free. They offer STI testing for free as well. They offer so many different services, not just for um, moms, but also for the entire family. Uh, and so their main objective is to get a chance to meet women with unplanned pregnancies, talk with them, counsel them, supply them with, with um, you know, practical resources. Um, and they've got counselors on staff that are, are willing and able to share God's word and, and help them walk through uh, these times in their lives. It's just an incredible, incredible thing. They also have a lot of programs set up for post-abortive women and men that are dealing with some of the, uh, maybe the shame and the guilt of some of the decisions that they've made in their lives. And so they've got counselors on staff to help uh, men and women walk through that as well and, and to find freedom and forgiveness and all of those things. Uh, they also have uh, programs and groups for um, for fathers um, that are, that's something that's very, very close to their heart because uh, as I was talking to the director, Kathy, the other day, she was filling me in and she was just saying that we are now in our third generation in the United States of America of fatherless families, that 40 something percent of all families don't have a father, or a dad presence in the home. And so there are young men who want to be dads, but don't know how. In fact, she said there was some couple that came into the center and the young man was so excited to be a dad. He said, I'm so ready to be a dad, but I just don't know how because I didn't have one. And so they support men that come in and want these resources. They support families, parenting classes, all kinds of different amazing things that they have there. Well, one of my personal favorites that Sira provides uh, is a resource called Embrace Grace. Embrace Grace is a, is a, is a, uh, a class for um, expecting moms. And at the end of this class, they throw this huge baby shower at no expense to the mom or their family and they just give them a bunch of amazing stuff. It's just incredible the impact that this organization is making. They're a, a nonprofit Christian organization uh, right there in Gainesville. If you're not familiar with where they are, if you've ever been on 13th, uh, just north of 8th Avenue, uh, if you know where Planned Parenthood is, they are directly beside Planned Parenthood, absolutely on purpose. Um, they... <laughs> It's strategic, it really is. Uh, they wanna be that light in that darkness. And so uh, it's an amazing, amazing organization. And, and as, I, I, as I try to communicate to the best of my ability how amazing this uh, organization is, 
my words are going to pale in comparison uh, to what you're about to hear because uh, we have extended an invitation. They've so graciously accepted to be here this morning, um, but we uh, have, have heard this testimony before, and we know that you're going to be blessed by this. You're going to get to hear firsthand the impact that Sierra makes on families and on life. Uh, and so we have invited uh, Mario and Carla Vanessa to come. They're here all the way from Miami, and she is going to have an opportunity to share her story uh, with you about how Sierra has impacted her life and just the, the amazing things that God has done in and through her. And so, DCC, can we warmly, warmly welcome Carla Vanessa this morning. Good morning. How are we doing, guys? I see a younger crowd in this service, so if you're here today, God has a message for you. So last year in January, I have done about three pregnancy tests and a fourth one at the beginning of the spring semester. So pretty much four in one week, four pregnancy tests. All of them, they were positive, and I thought they were wrong. In the spring 2018, I was on my last semester of senior at the University of Florida. Go Gators! At the University of Florida has a dance major. Performing was very demanding. I used to practically live in the studios, rehearsing, practicing in classes from here and there, doing research and all of that. I got to the point of doubting about graduating. After my fourth pregnancy test, I searched in Google for free pregnancy tests for the, and the auctions were few. I chose to go to Sita because of the location. It was near to the university. And curiously, right next to each other, and a few blocks apart were other centers providing free pregnancy tests. And like uh, Pastor Andrew mentioned, right next to it, it was Planned Parenthood. Out of all of those locations, I got put in my heart to go to Sita. I didn't know it was God at that moment, but just listen to And to be honest, I am not sure what would have been my choice if it would, I would have not gone to Sita that day. I wasn't planning to be pregnant at the moment, almost finishing college, and neither were my post-grad plans. Also, I was not married at the time. Coming from a Christian background, what really worried me the most what was other people's opinion. What were other people going to say about me? You guys are not doing things in order and everything that we know how the Bible says to do things. I felt the load on my shoulder thinking who I was going to disappoint for not doing the things in the right way. And I knew my mama's expectations were very high as her only child. My partner had already realized the change of my behavior and suspected when I was consistently telling him I was not feeling well. We were not stable at the moment and we were going through a crisis. When Sarah confirmed me, for sure I was expecting a baby on the first visit, I wanted to run away. I didn't want anyone else to find out. I wanted to include only myself in the decision making, but at the same time I did not want it to be alone. I knew what was right, but didn't have the strength to do it on my own. I remember Marlene, the lady who assisted me with the self-pregnancy, asking me how I felt. I had no response. Her persistency allowed her to pray for me before leaving. I was literally screaming inside of me because I knew about the gospel and I knew what this meant. I, I love God, but I wanted to be like, no, God, let me take this decision by myself. I do not want to include you. I didn't consider adoption and about abortion until this point, I don't know. I know that I was go it was a lot going through my mind in that moment, a lot of 
uh, I felt ashamed, a lot of fear. I felt lonely. I didn't want people to find out. This was something I knew was wrong. However, at the moment, I felt like I had options, and it was up to me and only myself to decide. When I asked my boyfriend to come to Gainesville, he knew what was it. Leaving Syria after my second visit for that free ultrasound, I felt I didn't feel alone anymore. The following weekend, we decided to confront our parents and tell them what was going on. The main worry was my mom. She's an incredible, hardworking woman who has always bragged about my success and, and about how well behaved in front of everyone. I was really afraid that, you know, she would have to, like, this is my daughter. She's pregnant and she's not married. I was pregnant from the love of my life, and I knew he was the one, but we, didn't, we did things out of order. Isn't that God amazing that he can turn a mess into a message? Yes, now he's my husband. Guys, I forgot my ring. This is the life of a new mama, so we, we're just planning, and I literally, like, but I'm married. I'm married. <laughs> he's now my husband and father of my kids. We got married over the spring, over the spring break of 2018. Praise God for his mercy and love. I am so grateful for Marlene, who did not let me go without a prayer. She was insistent. Can, you, can I please, can I please pray for you? And I was like, oh, I really have to go. She's like, please, please, just a simple prayer. So I'm very grateful for her that in despite of my rudeness, she did pray for me. And for the life of my best friend, Sarah who knew how to listen to my fears and concerns and questions, but also told me that I couldn't take a decision on my own without spiritual guidance. She took me to her pastor, Lindy, who with honesty helped me to experience God's forgiveness and clarity in my ideas. She told me that I was already a mom, not that I was going to be a mom. Syrah provided me with a test pregnancy, counseling, a second visit for an ultrasound. They provided me with information on paper to apply for benefits and release that financial worry at the moment. They also gave me a box for an Embrace Grace, Embrace Grace which uh, Pastor Andrew mentioned it, and where I got the first onesies, allowing me to tangible see the blessings on my way. Best gift ever. They did not only give me the news, but directed me and walked with me, and I was never alone. They also introduced me to Embrace Grace, which I am forever indebted. Brought so much relief in my first month of pregnancy and so much significance because I was able to talk openly about it and about my pregnancy. I kept it for three to four months, like, to myself. I kept going to school, taking classes, taking dance classes. I just spoke to my, to my teachers, and I told them, like, what was going on. But I just kept it to myself. This was my therapy every Sunday. I would have no known about this amazing support group if I would have not been through Sarah. The best, they didn't only provide me with these services, but also a non-ending wave of support, love, and friendship. Marlene and Marsha, who volunteered to work along with Catherine in this center, has been aware of me, now us, even after I moved back to my hometown. An unplanned pregnancy might be overwhelming. 
I believe our minds alone are not capable of making a choice when feeling this way. Seek for help. Let yourself be helped. And if you're here today and you need to make a decision, know that you're not alone, that God is with you. And if you know someone that is going through that same process that I went through, be bold and speak out. Speak life to that friend that she might be going through the same situation as I went. And tell them, tell her that God is with her. Amen. Don't let fear to stop you doing the right thing. God will walk. In fact, if you're here today, he is walking with you to make that decision. Unplanned things can become the best things in your life. That's where your blessings come and where you start walking in grace and trust in God. You don't walk anymore ashamed or in fear. You walk in freedom and in God's grace. Amen. Now, my mom, she's one of the happiest and most excited um, person about raising the babies. She's also affectionate to them, and they have become the second and third reason for her leaving. All what I thought at first were the negative became nothing compared to the happiness that we have now. God is a God of love, a God of forgiveness, and a God of grace. I would have not imagined how my life was going to be blessed now as a mom, I want to introduce you guys to my greatest blessings and the reason why you need to choose to support spiritually and financially Sarah. I want to present you, introduce you to my husband, Mario Escobar, and this is Aaron Escobar and Caleb Escobar. Yes. Praise God. Praise God. They're leaving testimony of what? Sarah has a center of Sarah can do. So thank you guys so much and to God be the glory. Amen. Hey, you guys stay right here just for a second. And um, the enemy wanted to destroy these lives. Not just the lives of these children, but the lives of, of these two adults that as she admitted to you, things were a little out of order. But I love what she said, how God takes the mess and turns it into a message. And um, I just want to say thank you to you too for having the courage to walk this thing out. And as we were talking earlier, I know, look at him smiling at me. <laughs> <laughs> they are huge blessings. The scripture tells us children are a heritage from the Lord. Bless is the man whose quiver is full. And I know that they'll continue to bring you years and years of, of joy to your lives as you watch what God does in their lives, but the enemy tried to destroy that. So one more time, would you let them know how much you appreciate them? Thank you, God. In complete transparency to you, church, I want to share with you personal conviction for me and how this personal conviction brought even more conviction upon my heart. And so what I'm about to tell you, it's going to sound like just for a moment that I'm bragging and that I'm boasting about myself. But sometimes the things that you, you stand on and the things that you're, you're proud of in your life, sometimes they will bring about tremendous conviction if you'll allow God to to do that for you. So most of you probably know this. If not, when I vote, this is the issue for me. I know for some of you, it's about the economy. 
I know for others, there's, there's, there's a million and one different reasons. But the heavy, heavy conviction I have on my heart is how does a politician view abortion? And it always has been since I was 18 years old and I, I became the age to vote. And, and it is to this day. It is something that I am passionate about and I determine how I vote for a politician according to their stance on abortion. But when I vote for a president, very seldom am, am I voting for a president. I'm voting for the decision that they'll make and who they will appoint as a Supreme Court justice. And I've said this for years, I've preached this to this church. When you vote for a president, you need to look at their values and you need to determine if you're okay with their moral standings when it comes to issues like this. Because every president has the opportunity or the potential opportunity to, to appoint Supreme Court justices. And so it's always been something that I have, I have been passionate about. I, I believe Proverbs 31 and 8 speaks to us when it says, Speak up for those who cannot speak for themselves. Ensure justice for those who are being crushed. And, and so I, I believe that we have to speak up for the unborn. I, I believe that as the church, we have to speak up for the unborn. And, and so we pray. We do that. We pray. And I know that that is a, a powerful weapon that we have at our hands. I know prayer can change things. And so we pray. And, and if you're like me, maybe you vote. And, and, and it, that makes a difference. And, and so you vote. But something happened on January the 22nd that has just messed me up. I don't know if you're aware, but January the 22nd, the governor of New York signed the Reproductive Health Act. And he signed it into law, and making it possible to perform an abortion in the final weeks of pregnancy. And, and the way that this is being promoted is that the health care provider, the doctor, will have to use wisdom in determining what babies can be aborted and what babies cannot be aborted, but it does give them the right up until birth to abort the baby. We were already on a slippery slope as a nation, but this threw us over the edge. And it scares me. It really does. It scares me, the lack of morality that we have and how we justify these things. Because if a doctor determines that a child is not viable, whatever that means... If they determine a child is not viable in the state of New York, now that child can be aborted all the way up until the day before it's born or the day of birth. This is not a political debate, church. If you want to come to me after service and you want to talk to me about politics, this is not about politics. This is not a political debate. This is a spiritual duel is what it is. It's good versus evil. It's right versus wrong. Isaiah 5 and 20 says, Woe to those who call evil good and good evil, who put darkness for light and light for darkness, who put bitter for sweet and sweet for bitter. And I'm afraid that we're just at a place as a nation to where we are calling evil good and good evil. That's where we're at. Eight times in the Bible, there is a God that is mentioned by the name of Moloch. There were neighboring countries around Israel that worshiped this God. It wasn't just the Ammonites. It wasn't just the Canaanites. 
This was a widespread religion of, of worship to the god Molech. And in order for them to worship the god Molech, they would form a bronze, a giant bronze statue with his hands extended out. Give me. And then they would heat up those bronze hands as an altar. Like a furnace. And the way that they worshiped the god Molech is they would take their, their babies, their living children, and they would lay them on the scalding hot hands of that statue, Molech, sacrificing that child. You see, abortion isn't something that just started. The enemy has tried to, keep, to, to kill the seed of man from, from the beginning when he convinced one brother to kill another brother. And to this day, he continues to convince us to kill the seed of man because he knows that children are a heritage from the Lord. Blessed is the man whose quiver is full. He understands that. The enemy knows that. And he wants to kill those children because those children grow up to be God-fearing uh, adults. And, and, and the gospel of Jesus Christ will continue as long as children are raised in, in godly homes. And it scares me where we're at as a nation. I almost feel like without saying it, that as Americans, the, the farther that we go down this slippery slope, the more that we are worshiping the God of Moloch, and we're not even, we're not even calling it that, but, but, but that's what it is. And so the conviction hit me hard. I vote. I vote morals. That's what I do. And, and abortion is the number one thing on my list. I, I'm telling you, I can overlook so many other things, but abortion is the one thing that I cannot overlook. And I, and I, have, I have to vote according to my moral standard there. I pray. But when it comes to financial support through the years, I have given token offerings. And this past year, the Holy Spirit convicted me and said, it's time to put your money where your mouth is. On January the 22nd and the week following, there were so many of us that we went on social media and we used something like this, hashtag I am pro-life. And I'm not ashamed of that. And I, I did, I did, I, I did hashtag pro-life and put a scripture up with it, but, but it's not enough. It's not enough. We need prayer. We need God's word. But we need men and women who will dig a little deeper and say, I'm willing to, to put an end to this. I'm willing to fight this because it's not a political debate. It's a spiritual battle. That's what it is. It's a spiritual battle. And, and we can say all day long that we're pro-life, but if we're not willing to invest in that, then, then we're just a clanging symbol is all that we are. And God convicted me. And so that night that we went to the Sarah banquet and we were able to hear your wonderful testimony, that night I took my checkbook with me because I knew God was convicting me. And that night Mandy and I made a significant donation, significant to us. And our missions project for the month of February is not gonna be around the world. It's gonna be across the street. Because right there in Gainesville, we have an army that is fighting 
and they need reinforcements. They are offering what we need to fight this. And listen, if, if we were to empty the church's bank account and all of our personal accounts and invest everything we have into Sarah, into this pregnancy center, if we were to do that and only one woman makes a decision not to abort her child, it's worth it. If we only see one child live out of this, it's worth it. But I just believe God is going to take our seed offering that we collect throughout this month, and I believe God is going to use it to multiply and to continue to save children and keep these, these women and these parents from making decisions that they will live with for the rest of their lives. Now listen to me. I want to speak to you. There was a man leaving after first service, and he stopped me, an older man. And he looked at me and he said, my first wife in her first marriage, before they were married, he said, she lived in an abusive home. The husband was abusive. He would even throw knives at her. And she got pregnant. And because she did not want that child to grow up in that abusive environment, she put that baby up for adoption. And years later, she was able to find that child and have a relationship. And she said she was overjoyed. He said, my second wife, had an abortion and until the day she died she lived with regret and maybe there's someone in this room that you've gone down that path we need you to understand the kingdom of God wants you to understand if you are in Christ Jesus there is therefore no condemnation what I am saying in the fight that we are, are about to en endeavor on, what I am telling you, this is not condemning you. We believe in God's grace, mercy. We believe in his forgiveness. And we want you to understand that. And if for no other reason at all, you should want to join this fight with us and say, I want to keep someone else from making that mistake too. Because you know that, that guilt and that shame that the enemy has put on your life. But listen, that guilt, that is not from God. I want you to be free in Jesus' name. Lay that at the foot of the cross. We've all made mistakes. And God wants you to experience that forgiveness today. But church, I'm tired of us just putting up the right posts, offering the right hashtags. Today, it's about putting our money where our mouth is. And every penny that comes in for missions throughout the month of February, we are going to give 100% of it to Syria, to the pregnancy center there. Because we want to see more Aaron's and Caleb's. That's what we want to see. We want to see children live. We want to see men and women accept responsibility and, and do the right thing. And, and, and they have the ability to help them decide what is the right thing, whether it be adoption or to have that child and raise it. And we're going to trust that. We're, we're not going to, to look over their shoulder and watch you know, what they do with every dime. No, we, we have properly vetted this organization. And we believe that this is, is fertile soil for us to sow into and that we're going to see a harvest out of this. We believe that. And, and, and there's a number of ways that you can give today. Maybe you're not prepared, but if you do have cash or check today and you want to give, you can bring that to the buckets here in just a moment. If you want to go online, you can give at destinycommunitychurch.org. You can go and give through the DCC app. You can also text to give by texting DCC Giving to 77977. 
however you choose to give, or even if you're not prepared today and you need to go home and you need to talk about this, here's the only thing that I ask. Don't forget it. Don't forget it. This, this is important. And I believe that this is what God wants us to do as a church for the month of February. All of our missions giving is going to go to help this pregnancy center minister to these families. Amen. Thank you for listening to the podcast of DCC. For service times and directions, log on to www.destinycommunitychurch.org. Thanks again for listening.